This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Stamps.com and Genlock. Over the weekend, a catastrophic failure occurred across many levels of live production and crowd control, unfortunately resulting in the deaths of at least eight concert goers attending Travis Scott's Astro World Festival in Houston, Texas. Uh, from the second that gates opened until the concert ended a full 30 minutes after officials declared a mass casualty event, the scene was reportedly chaotic and extremely dangerous with a mix of subpar security, subpar crowd control, uh, and subpar emergency medical staff alongside a performer who simply refused to stop the show despite pleas from the crowd. Uh, and also the concert's promoter, Live Nation, uh, already aware of deaths and injury on the site. Uh, so multiple failures here. And, and similar to what happened on the set of Rust, Live Nation, a company with a long track record of various OSHA violations that have all culminated in one tragic highlight of uh, things that go wrong when yeah. you don't take safety seriously. But uh, so there, there's obviously, this is a huge festival. There's a lot of eyewitness accounts from people who were in attendance, and we'll get to some of the ones that give the best possible description of the complete breakdown of order and multiple failures from production and security. But first, let's just go through the timeline laid out by local outlet, the Houston Chronicle. On Friday, the concert began with early signs of trouble. Hundreds of Scott's fans stormed a VIP security checkpoint at 2 p.m. and bypassed metal detectors. Some were trampled during the rush. Others were detained. At 8.39 p.m., attendee Jorlin Santana, 19, standing near the front of the stage on the left side, shot a video of concertgoers hopping barricades because of overcrowding. Security staff with a flashlight treated a man lying prone. Scott began performing at the concert at 9.06 p.m. Around that same time, the crowd of 50,000 people began pressing toward the stage, officials said. At approximately 9 o'clock, 9.15, the crowd began to compress toward the front of the stage, said Houston Fire Chief Sam Pena. That caused some panic, and it started causing some injuries. At 9.11 p.m., concertgoer Eric Daniels, 47, began taking video of attendees trying to escape the section closest to the stage. Timestamps from the videos he and others took reveal a chronology of the mounting chaos. At 9.23 p.m., concertgoer Ellen Elise Evans filmed fans climbing speaker rigging to escape the crush. Unable to move in the throng, she described those moments as the scariest in her life. Quote, people were getting pushed down or around. It was a tidal wave of human bodies, Evans said. I saw girls crying and wanting to leave. At 9.24 p.m., as Scott noticed a man who had climbed a tree for a better view, fans to the left of the stage were screaming for a medic and waving their hands to get his attention. Scott launched into his song, No Bystanders. At 9.28 p.m., Daniels filmed staff performing chest compressions on an unresponsive man in the crowd. At 9.30 p.m., concert attendees began reporting an ambulance moving through the crowd. A minute later, Scott acknowledged the ambulance, stopped performing to encourage the crowd to make room, then launched into one of his songs, Upper Echelon. He told the crowd he wants to hear the ground shake. At 9.34 p.m., Scott began performing Lost Forever. Moments later, a woman and at least one man climbed a camera position and pleaded with the camera operator to alert officials. And here's the pivotal point where confirmation came from officials that the festival was now a mass casualty event. This was at least 30 minutes before the concert would actually end. Uh, again, from the Chronicle. At 9.38 p.m., Houston officials said a mass casualty incident occurred and police saw multiple people collapse. Quote, suddenly we had several people down on the ground experiencing some type of cardiac arrest or some type of medical episode, said Larry Satterwhite, executive assistant chief at the Houston Police Department. And so we immediately started doing CPR and moving people right then. And that's when I went and met with the promoters and Live Nation. And they agreed to end early in the interest of public safety. 
Finner said the conversation with concert promoters focused on how to safely end the concert without causing a riot of upset fans. At 9.39 p.m., the Houston Fire Department dispatched 16 units to the venue, according to radio traffic. Meanwhile, the show went on. At 9.42 p.m., Scott stopped performing the song Skeletons to warn, we need somebody to help. There is somebody passed out up here. Scott urged security to jump in as the beat behind him continued. After about 30 seconds, Scott moved on as the man was lifted conscious from the crowd. A minute later, fans began chanting, stop the show, as Scott resumed the song. Fucking God. Uh, At 9.53 p.m., the fire department dispatched 12 more units. By 10 p.m., more than 20 minutes after the mass casualty incident, the concert was showing no signs of stopping as hip-hop artist Drake took the stage with Scott and launched into, into the song Knife Talk. As the song continued, fans began jumping on some of the emergency vehicles responding to the chaos. Evans, standing to the left of the stage, said the crowd's initial push towards the stage had eased, but Drake's arrival caused fans to get chaotic again. At 10.08 p.m., Scott and Drake launched into sicko mode. City officials said the concert ended at 10.10 p.m., but attendees said the show ended at 10.15 with the final song, Goosebumps. Scott had performed all his planned songs. He did the whole set, so uh, yeah. fireworks ending and everything. It was yeah. literally the entire set list. There was no stopping early at all. Yeah, and listen, like I mean, the big take. This is this shouldn't have happened, no. and uh, it was really interesting on uh, on Reddit on Sunday uh, going into Monday on like the videos. Uh, the people were posting examples of other concerts throughout the last couple decades where something goes wrong. And the artist the, stops what's the, going on. Yeah, the on, artist stops what's going on and makes like, no. sure that the, a lot of the times, and and I used to tour and stuff, and a lot of the times it would be a break. And hey, everyone, let's take a step back. Let's move back from this. Um, obviously, I grew up in metal and hardcore music. The, you know, mosh pits were extremely violent, especially in hardcore music in the late '90s and early 2000s. But people would pick each other up, and people would help each other out. Yeah, and there's rules. The, the bands there's... would stop playing specifically to help people out. Yeah, if they see something that's obviously not uh, the norm for a show, they're gonna stop it, and they can fucking see. They, they when you're performing into a huge crowd, you can't see what's going on in the back, but you can the, see what's pretty close. The front row, a... the barricades, you can fucking see that shit. If you if you don't notice that multiple people are getting carted away by fucking medical there's, staff, yeah, you are lying. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is, like, there's a really shocking video where he's up on a pedestal even higher off the stage with a bird's eye view of everything yeah. and witnesses someone who is clearly at the very least unconscious and continues singing and staring at the body that's being pulled over into the medical area. Yeah. Like, this absolutely shouldn't have happened. Yes, the a lot of the blame relies entire, or falls entirely on the promoters and the production staff because they could have, at the flip of a switch, stopped the concert, turned on the crowd lights, and yeah. ended things. Yeah. And apparently they were well aware of an incident that was happening. And like as sad as it is to say, this is, it sucks to say this, this is America. Bad things happen all the time. This is a serious thing that occurred. And you would assume that if it was a shooting or something, those things would have been flipped and everything yeah. would have been solved. But Oh, absolutely. But it would have also caused, I mean, that's that, when they say they were worried about causing a riot, like that is a genuine valid concern it in a is, lot of ways. Especially with like, his fan base, which is known for being, uh, for raging or whatever. But yeah. the thing is, is like the dude has in-ear monitors. He has a stage manager. He has people that can tell him what is going on. It is not going to ruin the And he has a the captive audience who's going to listen to him. Exactly what yeah. he's saying. So if you get on those in-ear monitors, you get a stage manager out there, you tell him what's going on, and he talks to the crowd about what's happening to make them understand 
the, the seriousness of the situation. None of that happened. Yeah. It, there are many, many points throughout this process that could have been the end point of, of, of any further damage to the crowd yeah. or injuries or whatever, and all of those were bypassed. Yeah, so multiple breaches of security here, people mobbing the gates, like, and that was... That was in the beginning was of the... the beginning of the day, and like the videos of that, I mean, I've, I've been to a lot of festivals where people... Rush the gates. People rush yeah. the gates, it happens, and it's always real sloppy and like, Weird to witness, but this is the worst I've seen, like in video like, or in real four life. Four people high climbing over. Yeah, it was like, a like nearly a stampede just getting in. Um, so yeah, and then apparently just overcrowding throughout the festival in different sections, and yeah, it's it's just a complete breakdown in security and crowd control. And they keep they keep saying fifty thousand people, and it just eyeballing it. it. It looks like there were more. There might not have been, but it did seem as though especially with the people breaking in, that there was maybe more than that. Yeah, could be. But uh, yeah, massive has festivals, they happen pretty much every weekend somewhere in the country at this point. And uh, the industry, I mean, there's like two or three companies running all these big festivals. Yeah. They've learned over the decades how to properly control a crowd and compartmentalize it enough to remain safe. They're not novices at this. No. They are very experienced. And they've learned some from some... Uh, Pretty tragic incidents in the past, like Woodstock '99. So yeah, these uh, there was a, a Who tragedy in like the '70s with where this exact thing happened. The yeah. Great White uh, uh, venue that uh, caught on fire and then caught the trampling and yeah, the 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 rules and regs are written in blood when yeah. it comes to these things. So uh, yeah, I mean this isn't. They should have seen the red flags here. They know yeah. how to uh, take precautions to prevent crowd crush. Yeah. That can very easily kill people. Like you you hear about it and even seeing it, you can see th there's videos. It looks like of, a river, yeah, like a wave. But like, it, it's like, okay, like that looks uncomfortable. How could someone die? And it's like, you know. You can't move, you like can't breathe. Two or three inches of space uh, pushing into your rib cage, you will suffocate yes. with like within minutes. Uh, another contributing factor to all this uh, was Travis Scott himself, who throughout the day continued to rile up the crowd and seemed to encourage droves of fans to get into the festival through any means possible. Uh, he also has a long and well-documented history of instructing his fans to act as chaotic as humanly possible, which like... It's a it's performance. Like, there, there's, but yeah. yeah, there's gotta be a fucking balance to this. Cause like, it is fun going to a show and like getting hyped, getting up, hyped stuff, up, yes. but like there's a fucking line. Obviously, yes. and like a mass casualty event is well past that well line. beyond the line, especially when there is a track record of this happening. Uh, yeah. from, from Newsweek, in 2017, he was arrested and accused of inviting fans to bypass security and rush the stage at a show at the Walmart Arkansas Music Pavilion in Rogers, in Arkansas. Uh, the rapper faced three misdemeanor charges of inciting a riot, disorderly conduct, and endangering the welfare of a minor at the time, according to the Los Angeles Times. He had to pay more than $6,000 to two people who were injured at the gig and pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct. While in 2015, he pleaded guilty to reckless conduct charges following a 2015 incident at the Lollapalooza Music Festival in Chicago. His set only lasted five minutes before being cut short and police intervening. Footage from the show shows Scott saying, middle finger up to security right now, before leading the crowd in a chant of, we want rage. Scott pleaded guilty on this occasion and was placed under court supervision for a year. This is in addition to an incident that occurred in Manhattan a few years ago when a fan was allegedly pushed from a third floor balcony and ended up paralyzed. Uh, from Fuck. Rolling Stone. Uh, Kyle Green, 27, was injured at Scott's April 30th, 2017 concert at Terminal 5 in Manhattan, the same show where Scott was caught on video encouraging a different fan to drop down from the second floor balcony into the crowd below. 
I see you, but are you going to do it? The rapper exhorted the fan who already had climbed over the railing. They're going to catch you. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Unlike that fan who appeared to dangle and drop willingly, Green says he was forced over the edge of the higher railing at what he's called a severely crowded and out of control event. According to a lawsuit filed six months later in October 2017, Green broke several bones, including vertebrae, in his fall and was subsequently hauled off the floor by show staff without a cervical collar, backboard, and other safety precautions. Ooh. Yeah, you're not supposed to fucking move people that yes. uh, have p possible uh, back and neck injuries. That's, yeah. that's not good. Uh, the next breakdown seemed to come from the on-site medical staff, who, according to reports, were understaffed and ill-equipped to handle any kind of emergency situation short of something extremely basic. An ICU nurse named Malin Eskins, who was in attendance, posted her first-hand account of what she witnessed after she'd also passed out as a result of the crowd crush. Uh, a few warnings here. I mean, this is the internet. Take everything with a grain of salt. But in a majority of these first-hand accounts, there are videos and other witnesses to corroborate yeah, what she, went down. Yeah, people called her a faker and her stories for the next, like, day. She posted just, like, every piece of video footage. and it's, it, She was there. Yeah, and she's also been interviewed by their news outlet. Yeah. And, and yes. Her account uh, of the uh, event, it's also pretty intense, so... Prepare for that as well. Uh, you can read the full thing on our Instagram post. This is just kind of a summary. But here's what Madeline posted after the event. Some of these medical staff had little to no experience with CPR, didn't know how to check a pulse, carotid, or femoral. Edit, let me state these medics are not to blame, but a few of them did not have experience in situations with people losing pulses. Compressions were being done without a pulse check, so people who had a pulse were getting CPR, but meanwhile, there were not enough people to rotate out doing compressions on individuals that were actually pulseless. The medical staff didn't have the tools to do their jobs, and despite the crowd around us trying to get someone to stop the concert, they just kept going, even though Travis acknowledged that someone in the crowd needed an ambulance. And this is alongside a far more detailed account, yeah, like which we will we'll link to below, but. Uh, Here's an important section from that as well. I immediately see that there are not enough medics for this, so I relieve one medic of CPR. I ask where the AMBU bag is, where the AED is, where the stretcher and ambulance is, where the fuck any shit is, and they said essentially there is none. There's one AMBU bag, one stretcher, and one AED for three, now four people who are pulseless and blue. People from the crowd were trying to help. Teenagers are doing CPR, trying to help, but they're doing it incorrectly. Then I see there's other people doing CPR on people who still have a pulse because nobody has done a pulse check. It was an absolute shit show. Yeah, and uh, as you may or may not have seen, there are plenty of videos being shared online of attendees pleading with event staff to do something, anything, to get the proper attention and not only stop the show, but alert more medics to the situation that was unfolding. And this is during or after the event promoters and, pro and production staff were aware yeah. that there was a, a, a very bad incident taking place. Yeah. In the videos, you can see staff not only ignore the concert goers' attempts to tell them that people were dying, but also see them instructing the attendees to go away, stop bothering me, I'm working. Uh, there's also videos of other attendees impeding emergency vehicles by grabbing them, and in some cases, climbing on top and dancing on them while they try to evacuate people from the chaos. This shit was fucking infuriating. In th this is the... It was, yes. Uh, the, you, there's no other way to say it. This is so aggravating and infuriating and disgusting. Yeah. Uh, one asshole in particular seemed to revel in his newfound fame uh, for dancing on top of an ambulance, then uh, posted that he was the victim of cancel culture when people justifiably called him out for being a total piece of shit. It's official. I mean, it was already official. Cancel culture has lost all meaning. Please stop saying it.
Yeah, this we're kid re- we're, on we top are of retiring cancel culture. And he was like, the woke mob's coming after me because of cancel culture. And yeah. Not because I danced on top of a fucking ambulance that was carting people off that could have saved their lives. Yeah. Uh, whatever, all my haters keep screenshotting. And then he, of course, he eventually deleted, deleted his account. <laughs> Uh, having said that, from everything we read, there were a lot of people that were quick to take action and prevent further injuries. Crowds calling for help, attempting to render aid, and uh, not contributing further to an already chaotic seed. Uh, problem is, even if everyone in the crowd was just there to have a good time and didn't actively try to rush forward during pivotal moments of the set, when a crowd that size starts to crush, there is very little, actually, there's nothing that anyone can do to stop it. Yeah. People start moving like a river, feet lift off the ground, the force of thousands is literally unstoppable. It's like being caught in a rip current in the ocean. Um, with the with the uncontrollable force of a crowd that size comes compression on your body and your lungs. You cannot breathe. It stops you from breathing. You can also go into cardiac arrest. Um, yeah, it's also like the uh, if you see like those heat vision footage of crowds, like it's extremely hot. In it those, gets yeah. insanely hot when you're shoulder to shoulder to shoulder in a crowd of like 50,000 people. And one person trips and falls and that's a bunch of people all falling on top of each Dominoes. other. Yes. Um, it's also this crowd crush scenario. It's why lots of venues are sectioned off in order to keep crowds from just being one mass of people. There are barriers that are set up in a lot of venues to keep people from moving in one massive group because yeah. this has happened. They've yeah. learned from tragic mistakes in the past. But uh, back to how Travis Scott himself acted during all this and why the blame also falls directly on him and Live Nation, as well as the city of Houston. Yeah. There are many people at fault here. So according to the Houston Chronicle, the promoters and staff were alerted to the fact that a mass casualty event occurred during the set. This was confirmed at 9.38 p.m. with fire trucks and ambulances dispatched to the venue and Live Nation agreeing to stop the concert. But the concert didn't fucking stop. It continued for at least 30 more minutes. I mean, Drake hadn't even come out for a guest appearance by the time the venue was on alert. There were multiple links in the chain that could have stopped the concert right then and there, but it didn't happen. Travis Scott even acknowledged emergency vehicles and fans who were passed out in the crowd, but kept on going. He could have, and absolutely should have, stopped the show, even briefly, and someone absolutely could have informed him of exactly what was going on through his in-ear monitors or sending out a stage stage manager whispering it in his ear. Uh, they Yeah, they're acting like, like you are all on the same fucking walkie-talkie network. This should have gone out to everyone as soon as you became aware of it. Yeah. There's uh, no, you cannot plead ignorance about this. In the aftermath of it all, there were wild rumors of someone running around stabbing people with a needle. This is such fucking that bullshit. That had fentanyl in it or something. I know. As well as reports that there was some massive drug overdose that could have caused the death. Of course, the cops are the ones claiming this because uh, they also believe that just being within a quarter mile of fentanyl will cause you to instantly drop dead. But they're, yeah, they're claiming they're like, yeah, someone felt a prick and then like within two seconds they were down. And it's like, I, I saw so many... like. Doctors and nurses on Twitter being like, wow, they have discovered the uh, the best anesthetic that science has to offer. I, we need to find out what this anesthetic is that will make you instantly pass out within three seconds of yeah. just being jabbed into muscular uh, tissue. That's crazy. Uh, seems pretty unlikely it's, that someone it's a was lie. actually attacking the festival with a fent needle. This is, this is and that uh, and that no one reported this yeah. or filmed any of it because yeah. you're only hearing this from the cops and from Live Nation, who have a uh, bit of a vested interest in uh, pushing the blame off onto something else other than themselves. Especially with the drug overdoses, because yeah. let's be completely honest here, a lot of people at a festival might have drugs in their system. 
Well, pretty much every <laughs> yeah, pretty much every so large festival. So if any festival, of these toxicology reports come back and they're yeah. like positive, they're like, well, obviously uh, this person had cocaine in their system. I think was it EDC back when it was uh, in Vegas that it was still or, in Vegas. The LA one had a death at it. Yeah, that's I, why they moved it. To I Vegas. can't. Yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, the LA EDC had. I think it was a crush death, but everyone it was like teenagers on ecstasy, mm-hmm. and so the blame went to, went ex- to the ex like teenagers on drugs, which is. That's definitely contributed to it. Shouldn't have happened, but like, they they use the drugs to push the blame to off. absolve themselves of yeah. guilt and uh, potential lawsuits, which we'll get to. Um, the drug overdose thing again. It's like, look, chances are some people might come back with something in their system. Is that the reason that they died? I don't know. Probably not. It seems to be that everyone on the scene reported lots of crowd crushing and people who are being essentially asphyxiated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, according to the thousands of first-hand accounts, this seemed to be as simple as overcrowding, lack of proper medical equipment and staff, lack of proper crowd control and security, and a performer who is known for inciting his crowd of ragers. So Travis Scott and Astro World put out vague statements and apologies, and everyone involved in the event, including the staff and police, have been extremely careful with their statements and the amount of information that's going out because everyone involved is going to get the absolute fucking shit sued out of them, and they deserve it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're being really tight-lipped, except for the the fentanyl slasher who ran around the crowd. There's, they're talking that one up quite a bit. That no Very one saw or filmed. Yeah, out of wow. all of this. Uh, so there's already multiple lawsuits coming down against Travis Scott, Drake, and Live Nation. Uh, here's Billboard. An injured concert guard claims the festival disaster was the result of a motivation for profit at the expense of concert goers' health and safety and the encouragement of violence. Travis Scott and other organizers of the Astro World Music Festival in Houston are already facing at least one lawsuit over Friday's deadly crowd surge filed by an injured concert goer who called the incident a predictable and preventable tragedy. Uh, this is, uh, we assume, just the first of many, uh, including lawsuits that will almost certainly be filed by the families of those who unfortunately passed away. Um, Some of them very young. Yeah. Two teenagers. Yeah. Um, Travis Scott has canceled a future festival appearance in Las Vegas uh, because, according to Variety, sources describe Scott as too distraught to play and reveal that he will provide full refunds for all attendees who bought tickets to Astroworld, which is literally the bare minimum yeah. that you can do for damage control. Um after the refunds and fest cancellation made their way online, Scott finally announced that he would pay for the funerals of the people who were killed at his festival, but uh, added that he has partnered with, uh, get this, BetterHelp. Uh, is BetterHelp, so that anyone who was, quote, affected by the events of the festival can get one month of therapy. One month. If I'm BetterHelp, how is this good PR? We've partnered with Travis Scott. We've partnered with Travis Scott so that uh, the people who witnessed a bunch of their friends die in front of them at his concert uh, can get some help from a for one month from a licensed therapist. I mean, most of them are licensed. Some of them are. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, I, they, this is dystopian. This is like an onion headline. Yeah, like uh, thirty days. But you uh, do have to put your credit card in. Uh, they will charge you on the first of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so be sure to set a reminder to get all the therapy it. in. Uh, Anyways, this is an ongoing story. There's going to be a lot going on regarding Travis Scott, the music industry, Live Nation, and the city of Houston in the coming weeks and months. Um, It's extremely bad. And sorry that it was such a sad story at the beginning of the episode. I mean, it's just, it's tragic. And it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know who's breathing a sigh of relief right now, though? Alec Baldwin. Finally. 
thank God. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, don't thank. I'm not. I'm not thanking God. I'm just saying. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the like completely unrelated outside of just it happening on the set? But uh, one of the people that was clearing out the set got bit by like a venomous spider and might lose their arm. The set's cursed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. They should uh, call that one a, a total loss. Yeah. Rust is not coming out, guys. I'm no. sorry. Anyway, we have more news for you <laughs> yeah. that are uh, less horrifying, but that pretty much anything would be. Yes. But uh, we promise there is some fun to be had in this episode going forward. But first, we do have to take a second to talk about today's sponsors, starting with stamps.com. Boop. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Going to the post office instead of using Stamps.com is kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. If you're just going up a couple of floors, sure, take the stairs. You could use it. You've had a big lunch. (laughs) Walking up 30 flights a day, though, you need a little break. If you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code ITDAILY for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. You click the microphone up at the top of the page and enter code ITDAILY. This episode is also brought to you by Genlock. The mind is a powerful weapon, but who's really in control? In the groundbreaking HBO Max series Genlock, the fate of an increasingly hostile world rests on five soldiers who upload their minds to giant mecha war machines. Executive produced by and starring Michael B. Jordan, season two of this action-packed animated series is now streaming on HBO Max. 50 years into the future, a global extinction event ravages Earth. War rages between the Union and the polity, who hold very different ideas on how to save humanity. As territories fall, the Union's charismatic leader preaches about a higher existence for all mankind. The Genlock team is the polity's greatest weapon. Utilizing advanced technology, they upload their minds to weaponized robotic suits to combat the Union forces. This team of fighters will soon learn that digitizing their minds can leave them more shell-shocked than the battlefield, as their darkest thoughts become reality. Whose war are they fighting and at what cost? The heart-pounding new season of Genlock features a star-studded voice cast, including Michael B. Jordan, Dakota Fanning, Maisie Williams, Asia Kate Dillon, and David Tennant. Season two of Genlock is now streaming on HBO Max. Humanity will prevail. All right, let's have some fun now. Thank God. Yes. Start off the second half of the show by making fun of Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Jeff Bozos, who uh, (laughs) recently just got fully cucked by none other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Exactly. I mean, if you're going to get cucked, at least... Sir, I completely understand. You know what? I was. I can't even be mad. Yeah. I also love that, like, in the video, uh, clearly Leo is, like, standing on a platform. Yeah, but, he but he's just, just towering he, over yeah. him, too. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a second. I was like, is Jeff Bezos that small? <laughs> but so in the video, you can see Bezos' girlfriend, Lorenz Sanchez, completely enamored with DiCaprio, while Jeff watches helplessly <laughs> his penis shrinking into just a little bean it got so far up oh, inside his body God. Yeah. <laughs> realizing in front of all of us that 
you can have billions of dollars, but you're still never going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm -hmm. Here, let's just show you the video so you can witness the sexual tension for yourself. Now, okay, this is obviously nothing, but uh, there's, there's just something so satisfying about watching Jeff Bezos get completely upstaged by DiCaprio. And, he doesn't uh, have anything to worry about, though. She's way too old for him. That's, yeah, <laughs> I get to that point. But yeah, Jeff, acting like a, a human who is in on the joke, he, he eventually posted to Twitter after this whole thing blew up with a thinly veiled threat to kill DiCaprio. Uh, attached is a photo of Jeff, very clearly standing in a position that shows off his big muscles, atop a sign that says, Danger, Steep Cliff, Fatal Drop, with the caption, Leo, come over here. I want to show you something. Um... Honestly, you should just offer Leo a trip to space in Blue Origin with no intention of bringing him back to Earth. But uh, that might be a little too suspicious. Oh, weird. The only Blue Origin rocket that blew up was the one with Leonardo DiCaprio on it? It's tragic that acclaimed actor Leonardo DiCaprio had to die this way. And no other astronauts were on that? No. You just sent him up? Hmm, suspicious. Still, uh, like Elliot said, Bezos doesn't really have anything to worry about anyway because his girlfriend is far too old for DiCaprio, whose age limit in women seems to top out at 25 years old. Yeah, there's a there's a chart. <laughs> it's like the most insane rising up like drop. He, obviously, rising like the man up, drop. Yeah, it's basically like a chart of every woman he's dated over the last twenty years, and they've all remained in this very narrow like yeah, twenty like nineteen to twenty five. Yeah, nineteen to twenty five range, and like as soon as they hit twenty five, he moves on to the next one. Yeah, it's a little weird. It's definitely strange because he, he's he's, uh, he's pretty old. He's now. getting really old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Not so strange when you're in your thirties, I guess. Uh, pretty fucking strange when you're closing in on 50. If, is he 50 yet? He, he's, up, he's up there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But speaking of weirdos posting photos of themselves where they try to look intimidating. <laughs> Bald weirdos at that. Mm -hmm. Not talking about me. I'm not weird at all. <laughs> talking about Jeff Bezos and our next guy, Vin Diesel. He had a real doozy of an Instagram post the other night where he very clearly and very poorly altered. I don't even know if this is intentional. It's but there's to me, something it's clearly happening intentional. Here. It is clear we the history between these two guys is there. Yeah. So basically, he took a still from a Fast and Furious movie, uh, but it's stretched and warped in a way that presents Vin Diesel as being much larger than Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which uh, obviously which is, is not rid true. Ridiculous, because really. The Rock is fucking <laughs> massive. massive. I've been in the same room with him. It is like, it's one of those things where. Like I've, I've been in the same room with Shaq, and it was like the same way. Where I was just like, I, I, I'm having trouble like computing. Yeah. Like this. And I, I interviewed Vin Diesel, and like I, in this, I looked looked up his height, and there is absolute. It says he's six foot tall. There is yeah, he was, absolutely. He was on no a fucking way. Apple box. Yeah. No. It, I, I stood up and shook his hand. I'm not six feet tall. Yeah. I was towering over him. I mean, Vin's a big guy, but Dwayne Johnson is, is a, a mutant. Yeah. So yeah. It's the same thing with that Arnold Schwarzenegger, who wouldn't shake my hand. He said it says he's taller than me. I think online. Well, he's old. He's short. Old people shrink a little bit. Maybe that's what happened happened with Vin. But yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah. So yeah. In the picture, it looks like Vin Diesel. His, his even his skull bigger than Dwayne Rock Johnson's. <laughs> it looks skull. like an alien skull. Yeah. Let, let's clear the air here. You seem to uh, uh, think that this photo was taken at an. It was a photo that was taken. I at think an he, angle. he took out his phone to take a screenshot of his computer like a fucking boomer. <laughs> and when you do that at an angle. Like if he's if he's closer to the Vin Diesel side, Vin looks bigger and Rock looks smaller. Initially, I thought that this was very poorly photoshopped. Like 
He cut himself out and just like stretched it. I only subscribe. I don't think he to, knows how to use Photoshop. I, I, well, someone might, but I only subscribe to your idea in the sense that he probably maybe did do this, except he found like he was like, oh, I well, can't show this. It looks like he's bigger than me. So he like moved around to find an angle that yeah. made him look bigger. Well, there but are, still, it looks altered. To there me. are ways to do it in uh, Instagram. The like de warp tool. Oh yeah, you can, can like stretch it. Yeah, you can because uh, it's very poorly done. Yeah. However, it's done. It's either anyway. terribly like aligned or what? Whatever the case, he's not fooling anyone. No. Literally, no one. It comes off as kind of desperate and really weird. It's it's so it's no secret. Going back to the days where we actually covered entertainment news on the reg, <laughs> yeah. these guys hate each other and have for a long time. Both of them bring it to the attention of the press uh, intermittently over the years without directly naming names, but it's clear that they do not like each other. They've stopped appearing in movies together at all. And before that, they would be in the same movie, but clearly not be actually on set at the same time. Filming different times. And yeah, Vin Diesel, if for some reason you don't understand the story, it's the the, the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Uh, yeah, he was not really hurt the, by it. Some of the crew the right way. And then The Rock would make posts like, you know. Some people are here to work. We got, you know, you guys, can we talk about how many candy asses there are out there? <laughs> yeah. Not talking about anyone in particular. I just... Just been thinking a lot about how many fucking candy asses. And then, like, are. immediately, Vin Diesel will be like, I'm not going to name any names, but yeah. there's some real assholes out there who aren't part of the family. Ugh. I uh, mean, obviously, I'm, I'm team, team rock on this one. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks like Vin Diesel's trying to, or willing to put <laughs> their differences aside and really wants The Rock to rejoin the cast of Fast and Furious for one last ride. <laughs> Here's the text that accompanied this hilariously altered image. Or not. Or just, or just taking it at an angle. Yeah. My little brother, Dwayne. Okay. Okay, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> the time has come. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. This is emotional blackmail. <laughs> this is. <laughs> there is not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. But the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best Fast in the finale that is 10. I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. I love how the entire cast of this franchise communicates solely through public Instagram posts. Yeah! Like, fucking Tyrese. Like, he had a whole thing where he was trying to, like, I'm like, just call Dwayne Johnson. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you don't have his number, I'm sure, like, your agents can get in contact. Like, why are you posting about this? Yeah, it, the, it's it, fucking weird. Not to get into it, but like, it's the same reaction I had when, you know, Chris Pratt posted like, what a healthy daughter, <laughs> what a, that stupid bullshit, yeah. right? And everyone fucking jumped on him. It was, and, and then, the, it was a much funnier post that he made though, where he talked about uh, going on a, feeling bad and going on a jog. He's like, I was feeling, feeling real down in the dumps this morning. So you know what I did? Put on my Christian music playlist. And I oh went my for a God. Run. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to get into that whole fucking stupid bullshit, but like, the, the next headline was like, uh, Maria Shriver uh, wants Chris Pratt to know that he should just ignore it. And it's just like, that's like your son-in-law. Just call him. Yeah. Why are you going to People Magazine to fucking tell him to ignore the internet? Yeah, this, that level of fame, these people are freaks. They 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 can't handle things privately. It's weird. It's strange. It's but anyways, weird. back to this post. Not sure if Photoshopping or whatever he did yourself to appear bigger than The Rock. And then starting your plea by calling him little brother. That, see, yeah, he's being fucking 
he knew what he was doing. Exactly. There. He's being very condescending. You're, and you're always saying, son in my family, well wishes and yeah. He says something that's like, gonna get him fucking punched in the face and then he's like, my kids, you're making my kids cry. All yeah. they want is Hobbs to come back to the Fast and Furious franchise. Realistically though, it's probably locked in that The Rock is probably gonna come back for the finale. It would they're be gonna, cool, he's a great character. Yeah, they're gonna back a dump truck full of money up at, at his place. Yeah. But, uh, Here's a little conspiracy. Maybe uh, The Rock was already going to be in it, and Vin fan found out about it and wanted to get the upper hand and get the news out first and act yeah, he, like... He came back because yeah, of me. exactly. That's what I'm thinking happened. That's, hmm, yeah. That I think that happened. I mean, we don't know. These guys do have wild egos, and sometimes it's just fun to watch them shitpost. It's fucking weird. It is so strange to watch this when you When you have a certain amount of money, they should take your Instagram away. I agree. Once you have more than... And, like, I'm going to keep it pretty high, like $10 million. If you have up to $10 million, you can post whatever the hell you want on the internet. But after $10 million, they take your Instagram that's away. That's the real rich tax. Yeah. yeah. And that's only like, that's like 0.1%. Not going to affect a whole lot of people. You're not getting your Instagram. Oh, Elliot wants to oh, take your Instagram. Oh, Instagrams. If you vote for Elliot for president, he's going to take your Instagram away. No, just no. over $10 million. Do you know anyone who has over $10 million? I don't think so. Don't let don't let Tucker Carlson tell you that I'm going to take your Instagram away because that is not true. Tucker Carlson, who married into the Swanson TV dinner family, yeah, like he should talk. He take doesn't get Instagram. He's getting his Instagram taken away. Yeah, there you go. All right, well I'll vote for you. But anyway, no post online had more attention, more furious yet hilarious anger than a recent post to a Twitter.com. <laughs> oh God. Oh fuck. I this. God damn it. Okay. So. Hmm. <laughs> this fucking this story <laughs> on its face is the funniest like, fucking thing we are a, a failed state this country <laughs> is going to be a pile of ashes in the next 50 years I swear to god civilization back, has failed looking back at like <laughs> like you know how they do like the I love the 80s or whatever like that like looking back hundreds of years from now at like the 2010s and 2020s is going to be like, what was this clown show that was happening? Yeah, so, okay, what's got me all worked up here is, so, you know Sesame Street, right? The the, ch the children's show. And you tell me how to get it. It's for becking babies. I watched it when I was a kid. I loved it. I it learned, great. learned all sorts of colors and shapes. <laughs> it's really, it's not that deep. Uh, so, there's a character on Sesame Street. He's a big bird. And his name, because this is for babies, his name is Big Bird. Yes. Now... Big Bird has a Twitter account. I'm not quite sure why, because none of his viewers are on Twitter. Big but... Bird's worth at least $10 million. Get rid of that Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, Big Bird, I'm sorry. You're going to have to <laughs> lose that social media. So Big Bird has a Twitter, I don't know, for like the parents. Like, there's no fucking babies on Twitter, but he has <laughs> one. It's so stupid. But uh, Because he has to. Proving that it's just better to stay away from social media when you have that kind of influence, mm -hmm. especially when there's no need for him to be on Twitter. Big Bird tweeted some stuff that caused a little bit of an uproar. He got a lot of people very mad at him. And so what could Big Bird have tweeted that could have pissed off so many grown adults and just had them fill in their diapers with rage shit? <laughs> he posted that he got the COVID-19 vaccine. That's all. Yeah. Which, I mean, I would have assumed he got it sooner, but I guess birds get the back of the line. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he... Well, is, is it canon that Big Bird's like between the ages of five and 11? Oh, yeah. It might be. I think it is. Yeah. So anyway, he got the vaccine. Who gives a shit? It's, <laughs> it's fucking Big Bird. It's not, he's not real. He's a fucking puppet. <laughs> Who fucking cares? But that was enough to send Republicans and anti-vax fucking psychos into their worst frenzy yet. Like, it's been 
Two years, and these people, they have peaked <laughs> at seeing Big Bird Duh! saying, hey guys, I got the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the, uh, what they think, it's like what they think your reaction to them saying, let's go Brandon is, yeah. is their reaction <laughs> to Big Bird saying he was vaccinated. Yeah, uh, so here's the full tweet from Big Bird. Let's go Big Bird. <laughs> full tweet from Big Bird for context. I got their COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. Ms. Erica Hill even said I've been getting vaccines since I was a little bird. I had no idea. All right. It's, it's fucking big bird. Get, okay, he got a vaccine. He's trying to set an example for children. Yeah, kids, there's nothing to worry about. You have most likely been getting all sorts of fucking vaccines your yes. whole life. To to go to a public school, yeah. you have had vaccines. Yeah. But let's check in on some of these uh, <laughs> completely level-headed God responses. fucking damn it. To a Sesame Street character promoting a life-saving, pandemic-ending, <laughs> FDA-approved <laughs> vaccination. Uh, Ted Cruz, who is vaccinated. God damn it. Tweeted, government propaganda for your five-year-old. You're vaccinated. Shut the fuck up, Ted. God damn it. A Republican candidate, Laverne Spicer, parroted that comment saying, this is propaganda. And Fox News contributor Lisa Booth tweeted, brainwashing children who are not at risk from COVID. Twisted. Children have literally died from this disease, you fucking ghoul. Yes. Um, you, you goblin. Uh, and they've killed their parents and grandparents, too. <laughs> yeah. Mike Cernovich tweeted, isn't it illegal to advertise drugs to children? I, I, how is Mike Cernovich still fucking relevant? And of course, there were people pointing out that obviously this isn't even the first time that Big Bird has supported vaccinations. He's taught kids the importance of immunization since the show's early days. Grover, on the other <laughs> hand. Fair and balanced here on Sunday. <laughs> Grover, on the other hand, well, that's a different story. Yeah, you're seeing it. Damn. And I assume Austin the Grouch uh, nodded his head and said, yeah, I'm, immuni I'm immunized. Yeah, Thanksgiving down on Sesame Street is going to be real awkward this yeah. year. Uh, One, two. Three vaccine shots, because I got the booster. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, the Count definitely vaccinated. Yes, absolutely. The Count is a man of science. <laughs> and he shared his he shares his uh, mRNA with other people by biting into them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, it's obviously, it's extremely cringe to see people, especially Ted Cruz, especially him. Ted Cruz spends all day on Twitter pretending to be a fucking idiot when he he's, of course, not. But yeah, uh, yeah. he and does it because that's, yeah. he that's what he he understands. He his understands base. his audience. And yeah. He's like actually good at that. But it's like he posts it all the time where I'm like, Ted, I know that you know what you're what, the, what we're doing here. OK, the, it's because people legitimately literally get off on triggering other people. Yeah, it's like you literally have a country to run. And you're like, ah, oh, but I got a spicy take about Big Bird. Yeah. Ted, you went to a fucking Ivy League school. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he Ted Cruz, very mad at Big Bird. Senator, United States Senator Ted Cruz. Who is vaccinated. Vaccinated United States Senator Ted Cruz. Very mad at Big Bird. But while Ted Cruz is posting cringe, Republican representative, fucking God damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Republican representative and dentist Paul Gozar from Arizona. Uh, he's, he's taking things up a notch. He posted some altered anime clips on his timeline where he kills Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. He he kills AOC, but in an anime. In an anime. So it's 
It's like in a video game. Yeah, so uh, first tweeting the video with the caption, any anime fans out there? Fuck you, old man. Uh, But then also later quote tweeting his own tweet, adding, the creativity of my team is off the hook. You are old. You are a dentist. Uh, For reference, uh, of who's like allegedly talking like that, here's a picture of Paul Gozar. (laughs) Any anime fans out there? This is not a cool guy. He's also, he's like legitimately a bad person who, who has gone out of his way to associate with like some very bad people. Like the types of people that, even his colleagues in the Republican Party are like, no, I don't want to associate those people because they're saying extremely racist shit and it would look bad for me. That's Paul, my base. Though. Paul Gozar has no no qualms at all about that shit. He's, he fucking sucks. And now he's posting anime and people are like, oh, so epic. But well, uh, Epic owned, sir. Yeah. Uh, here's more from NBC News since we, we can't really show the clip because of copyright. It's literally from Attack on Titan. Yeah. Gozar on Sunday evening shared a photoshopped video in which he and other Republican lawmakers, including Reps Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia and Lauren Boebert of Colorado, are depicted as heroes from the Japanese anime series Attack on Titan. The post-apocalyptic series revolves around a small civilization that lives in a bordered-off city to protect itself from giant, human-like creatures called Titans. Ocasio-Cortez's face is superimposed on one of the Titans, who is killed by Gozar's character. His character also attacks a Titan with Biden's face. The video, which Gozar also posted on Instagram, appears to include footage of migrants at the U.S. southern border, similar to a 2018 ad tweeted by Trump. In the video shared by Gozar, footage of migrants and border patrol agents is intermixed with animated scenes in which the words drugs, crime, poverty, money, murder, gangs, violence, and trafficking appear on the screen. Very cool, sir. Epic own, sir. So AOC responded in a tweet calling Gozar creepy. True and criticizing GOP leaders. Quote, and he'll face no consequences because GOP leader cheers him on with excuses. Fun Monday, well, back to work because institutions don't protect women of color. <sighs> and uh, you see the other uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene thing from today where- uh, Was well, it the one where she visited a prison uh, <laughs> so, because of the capital so Like, fucking... this is terrible. She, well, she visited a prison, but, oh, there's so, it, it goes, it, there's a, an amazing twist. She's like, and then I saw they let, for religious materials, they let these people choose the Bible or the Quran. And it's like, oh, she's gonna go off on some anti-Islamic thing. But then she's like, and then I saw that they have the official magazine of the Nation of Islam, which is run by Louis Farrakhan, who I hate. But then I looked inside the Nation of Islam magazine and I saw that they support ivermectin and they're very skeptical of the vaccine. So I don't know, maybe I actually like the Nation of Islam. We have Fuck. really come full circle here. <laughs> like it, it took them what, six or seven years to get there? And that's the thing, like Nation of Islam and like, the other uh, Hotep organizations, very conservative values, but Republicans hate them because just everything else about them. But like they, they have a lot in common. They probably get along in a lot of ways. They definitely would. Uh, anyways, that's it for uh, today's episode. Uh, if you haven't watched already, uh, some, uh, some more uh, uplifting episodes over here, some happier stuff, uh, Weekly Weird News and News Dump. Check both of those out. We'll be back with some tech news for you later this week. Uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.